This is Speaking of Writers. I'm Steve Richards. In the 1980s, when El Salvador was engulfed in a bloody fight for control of the government, many fled to the U.S. to escape guerrilla assaults and death squads, settling namely in Los Angeles. Survival instincts kicked in, and some Salvadorian immigrants formed a harmless social network bound by rock and roll called the Mara Salvatrucha Stoners. Later, as they interacted with established local gangs, the group took on a harder edge and a evolved to become the MS-13, one of the most infamous street gangs in America, selling drugs, stealing cars, and killing anyone who threatened them. MS-13 is the book, The Making of America's Most Notorious Gang. The author is Stephen Dudley. It's the definitive account of MS-13 and the first book to explore their rise and the geopolitical issues that fuel their prevalence. Written by the ultimate authority on MS-13, Dudley has spent 15 years as a journalist in Latin America for the Washington Post, NPR, the BBC, and the Miami Herald. MS-13 has already been awarded the prestigious J. Anthony Lucas Prize for a work in progress from the Columbia School of Journalism, which recognizes excellence in nonfiction. Dudley is also the co-founder of Insight Crime, a think tank devoted to organized crime and corruption in the Americas. He's a senior fellow at American University and currently co-directing a three-year study funded by the U.S. Justice Department on the MS-13 in El Salvador, D.C., and L.A. Happy to have Stephen Dudley join me now here on Speaking of Writers. Stephen, welcome to this program. Thank you so much for having me, Steve. So first off, Stephen, why this book on MS-13 for you? It came really because I was covering the region for the organization that you mentioned, Inside Crime. I was covering Central America, and part of, a vital part of covering Central America is understanding these gangs. So it was really kind of just part of my job. Over the years, I got to know, you know, not just the law enforcement people who were trying to deal with the issue and the NGO people and the people in the churches and other places, but also the gang members themselves. And I came to sort of view the gang in a different way. I came to view the gang less as kind of a strictly criminal organization and kind of a a perverse community, you know, a a way in which these guys could literally, you know, seek and in many cases in their own minds anyway, obtain some sort of protection from a lot of threats that they perceive around them. So it, it sort of came because I was like, well, maybe we need to sort of rethink what this is rather than just thinking about it in law and order terms. My guest is Stephen Dudley. His book is MS-13, The Making of America's Most Notorious Gang. So, Stephen, for those who don't know, what is MS-13? MS-13 is a street gang that emerged in Los Angeles in the early 1980s as a response of immigrant groups, in particular Salvadorans, but also other people from Central America, uh, to what was a really, you know, violent and really competitive environment around them. There, When they began to land, uh, the Salvadoran migrants began to land in L.A. in the 1980s, there were as many as 400 gangs in the city. Uh, so this was a very violent place, and they formed initially, as you mentioned at the onset, as a, as a sort of, uh, you know, they had sort of a, a, a very, they had a collective love, let's call it, for, for, for rock and roll, for, for metal, you know, uh, heavy metal music. Um, 
but you know with time they they, they face down threats and and facing down threats meant you know uh, increasingly um, you know a harder edge to to who they were a better weaponry uh, more sophisticated approach you know and and eventually they I guess over the years really they've they've evolved into what we know them more of today which is this you know this this uh gang that has a presence in in you know uh, more than a dozen states in the united states and then in half a dozen nations just in this hemisphere Stephen, how has immigration policy and anti-gang strategy dealt it with the ms-13 and affected the ms-13 well the first response is natural response to to gangs and especially very violent gangs like the ms-13 is um, was to beef up law enforcement. Uh, so special units are created, uh, and we're mostly talking about the 1980s, late 1980s in Los Angeles, special units, special laws, sort of anti-gang laws that enhance sentencing. And then that leads to a, you know, a, a really a period of, of, of mass incarceration, and that obviously coincides with mass incarceration in the United States as a whole, uh, but certainly became true for, for members of MS-13. While in jail, they become part of a larger network of sorts, uh, which is referred to as the, the Sureños or the Southerners, which is really the umbrella organization of a more sophisticated prison-based gang called the Mexican Mafia. So they, even though they're being jailed in, in greater numbers, they're also beginning to evolve. Uh, and learn from other criminal organizations, especially the Mexican Mafia in this case. And then this sort of next wave of response in the part of the United States was, okay, we've got these people who are undocumented, who are now ex-convicts, and so as they came out of jail as ex-convicts, the United States began to deport them in greater and greater numbers, uh, in particular in the late 1990s on, under the Clinton administration. You know, literally thousands of ex-convicts um, who were members of gangs uh, were deported back to Central America. So in a way, it was kind of an export of the United States because they got to these places and they were ripe for the development of these gangs, in particular, you know, these gangs that came with the, the cachet that came from being from the United States and, you know, and and understanding kind of how gangs work. And, and then they usurped the lo local gangs um, and became really prevalent in Central America. And now we've kind of gone full circle because they've developed so much in Central America that they caused this sort of another wave of, of or, or waves, really, of refugees coming up to the United States again. So we've almost gone full circle with this. Stephen Dudley is my guest here on Speaking of Writers. His book is MS-13, The Making of America's Most Notorious Gang, winner of the J. Anthony Lucas Award as well. So how the efforts in the U.S., Stephen, to work with the gangs gone? They are mostly centered on you know, dealing with it as a law enforcement issue. So they're very much centered on trying to, I would say, jail our way out of this problem. And what that has done is just, just sort of pushed the gang along a criminal continuum, if you will. And so the gang has gotten increasingly sophisticated in response to that. Um, and it really hasn't hindered the, you know, the, the practice of recruiting um, or growth of the gang, 
in any significant way. And in, and in some ways, you might even argue that it's gone the other way. There's a whole other part of dealing with gangs, which is a what, what is often referred to as sort of a softer or a soft approach. Um, and that has to do with trying to intervene in, in the lives of youth before they enter gangs. Um, and what's happened over the years is the programs and, and, and what you should think, you know, sort of imagine are they kind of these after school programs or, you know, beefing up uh, English as a second language programs inside schools, you know, these kind of the sort of various ways in which you can support or create a safety net for people who are on the margins. And these are the kinds of people who join gangs. But over the years, those programs have been steadily cut from from budget. So while we have been beefing up the law enforcement response and and you know you could certainly make a strong argument that that it does need to be beefed up and I would never argue that you don't need that component you also need to think about all the social um, you know uh, the the uh, economic um, you know and and other programs that you need in order to create safety nets for people who are trying to integrate themselves into the United States and you know that that is that part has been lost and I think in a way what we do is we just perpetuate the problem um, or at least don't address the sort of root issues of the problem and and it's been around for 40 years so we shouldn't be too surprised by that when we don't address the root problems. Stephen what was your research process like for this book? It was haphazard in the sense that I didn't necessarily go in thinking I was going to write a book. I was just reporting on this for so long. And really only when I met the lead character in the book, who I call Norman, did I really think I had a book. Because Norman and his family encompassed a lot of what I was hoping to capture when I thought about the gang. Norman is a longtime gang member. I met him in a uh, detention center in the United States. And Norman's brothers are also gang members, right? Part, at least part of his family did also join the MS-13. But another part of the family did not. Um, another part of the family settled in other parts of the United States, carry on fairly normal lives. So you've got this kind of split personality with a person who is, you know, his family ends up being split in terms of El Salvador and the United States. Um, his family ends up being split in terms of part of part of it's in the gang, part of it's not in the gang. And it encompassed this paradox for me that is the gang. You know, they're not it's not an either or proposition. You know, Norman, for me, is a victim because he grows up in this very violent environment in the middle of the war. His family's torn to shreds, um, you know, and his his parents are broken up and his, you know, and, he, and he's and he's in an abusive situation. Um, but he's also a victimizer. You know, he joins the gang and he participates in horrendous acts, um, you know, including murders, several murders that I chronicle throughout the book. And so for me, he, he and his family, to a certain extent, represented a lot of what I wanted to tell in the book. And finally, Stephen, what would you like readers to take away from MS-13? I think on the one hand, of course, you're going to walk away thinking, you know, this is this is a horrendous 
difficult problem to deal with. Um, but the main thing for me was, and this was the process that I have personally gone through as it relates to the gang, is that, you know, I need to look in the mirror. You know, like the decisions that we make, um, both uh, foreign policy and domestic policy, and the way that we create or don't, you know, these social safety nets, um, and for for people who are trying to integrate themselves into our country, they have consequences, um, and and our decisions around those lead can lead to at least laying the groundwork for the perpetuation of problems like gangs, and, and I think we need to sort of take a step back and also assume at least part of the guilt in this. The book is MS Thirteen: The Making of America's Most Notorious Gang. The author is Stephen Dudley. Stephen, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me, Steve. And this is Speaking of Writers.